from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Want to thank all of our listeners, including up and down the East Coast and for the entire Atlantic Coast Conference, 15 different schools comprising this conference, and I'm happy to have the commissioner, who is no stranger to the broadcast, back onto the show. That is John Swafford. John, how are you doing today? Dan, I'm doing well, thank you. I hope you are. I'm doing very well. And, and John, we, we have a lot of topics to get to here in, in, in our time to discuss, but I, I have to ask you one that just kind of threw me off here recently. And have you ever seen a shoe blow up in the middle of a game? No, I have not. <laughs> uh, not in the middle of a game or anywhere else, for that matter. Uh, very, very uh, unusual, obviously. And to to see that kind of going off of that, Zion Williamson, I mean, the way that he plays with such tenacity, have you seen a player like him before? I mean, you've you've been connected with the ACC for a very long time. Is there anybody inside of the ACC or in basketball in general that has resembled Zion Williamson, or do you, do you believe he's kind of in a, a league of his own, so to speak? Well, I, I think he's one of a kind. Uh, there have been an awful lot of great players, obviously, in this league and, and, and throughout basketball. Uh, so he, he, he's not unique in being a great player, but I, I think he's unique in, in his physique and, and what he's able to do with that uh, physique. Uh, I, I can't say that I've, uh, I've seen anybody that I would compare him to uh, in that sense. And... and uh, you know that's uh, that's saying that's saying a lot. It's going to be fun to continue to to watch him. We've seen the conference for ACC men's basketball this season. We've seen Syracuse defeat Duke. We've seen North Carolina and Duke obviously, you know, have have that good head to head as they've always had. We've seen what Duke's been able to do and be nationally ranked number one. Virginia is obviously in the mix, and Louisville and Florida State has risen. Just what you could say about how you know the top of the ACC is really not decided, and as we roll toward this ACC men's basketball tournament, it's still an open door, and there's still a lot of things that can change from, I believe, the top spot all the way down to 9 or 10 in these next few weeks. Well, that, that, that's very true, Dan, and, and I think that uh, obviously the league is uh, extremely strong uh, this year without question, as, as it seems to be every year. Uh, I, I suspect a lot of people didn't, at this stage, uh, predict having three teams tied uh, for the number one spot uh, in the league. And, of course, those three teams are, are all in the top ten in the nation in the rankings. Uh, and I think we found out last night, too, as we sometimes forget, uh, you know, a game can change very quickly uh, with, with uh, you know, an injury or a player out or, or – uh, whatever it might be, so uh, you know that that was really interesting in the Duke Carolina game last night with uh, Zion going out in the first half minute, basically, and uh, and, and certainly that uh, that can change things. So uh, you know injuries are always uh, a factor, 
uh, with teams in, in any sport, probably a bigger factor than the average fan really, you know, understands. Uh, so you don't know game to game, and, and uh, you know, from that standpoint, but uh, but also from a competitive standpoint. I mean, we've, uh, uh, last night, uh, people didn't, ex- I'm sure, didn't expect Syracuse to, to, to win by 20. Uh, might have expected them to win, but probably not by 20. So you, you uh, that's what makes the great game so great, I think, is the unexpected aspects of it. And when we look at, you know, the unexpected, so to speak, speaking here with ACC Commissioner John Swafford, everybody expects UConn on the women's side of things to be at the top, to be number one, to be undefeated, to be that team that everybody's chasing. But this year, it, it hasn't been so. You know, we've seen this UConn team in women's basketball lose some games, and we've seen some teams, you know, obviously step it up and ramp it up. We know that Notre Dame is a is a strong team when it comes to women's basketball inside of the ACC, and, and we know that Louisville has obviously had themselves a, a tremendous season so far. Just what you can say about that, you know, that for ACC women's basketball, you have Notre Dame, Louisville, and Miami as well, that you these strong teams that have you know ten conference wins or better, twenty two wins or better overall, and that Notre Dame and Louisville are in the conversation for being pot- potential national championship contenders, and that it's not just UConn this year, but there's more of an open door in women's basketball as well. Yeah, and I think you you know you go back to last year, uh, Dan, with Notre Dame winning the national championship, and and uh, Louisville actually beat Notre Dame uh, uh, for the Atlantic Coast Conference tournament championship, and then uh, and then Notre Dame won the the national championship, and both of those two teams were in the final uh, four, and uh, uh, you know so I I don't think there's any question that we have uh, two of the best teams in the country. Uh, in Notre Dame and Louisville, uh, not only this season but last season as well. NC State uh, is one you you didn't mention that has had a, a great year up to this point. And, and then you have uh, uh, you know games where, where North Carolina, although the overall record is not terrific, they, they they've beaten some really good. They've beaten North uh, North Carolina State, and then they then they beat Notre and then beat Notre Dame as well. So. Uh, our, our women's side of the league, uh, you know, and you mentioned Miami, Florida State. I mean, you can go on and on. There are a lot of lot of good teams there, which is what you want. And and certainly those two at the at the very top are national contenders. And when you look at a, a team like Syracuse for ACC women's basketball, just what you can say about you know what they've been able to do—they top fifteen, top eight recruiting classes—you know from year to year, what they've built from being a team that wasn't in the postseason to getting to the NIT to going to the NCAA tournament to one year getting their first Sweet 16, first Elite Eight, first Final Four, first championship game. Coach Q's and his staff has, has done a tremendous job there recruiting and national respect. And obviously, you know, they're in the mix of things here as well. And, and they, you know, provide an opportunity to, you know, have a different look in the ACC women's basketball tournament as well as what they're doing during the season. What do you think about Coach Q and Syracuse and what they're doing up north? Well, and I appreciate you asking that because he, he, uh, we're going to get to that because he, he he's obviously building um, and has built a, a program, uh, you know, and that's what you want. You want the consistency uh, 
I think Syracuse women's basketball is at a point now where when people talk uh, nationally in terms of women's basketball, Syracuse uh, is right there and comes to mind in the national picture, and deservedly so. And uh, and and it's uh, the consistency, I, I think. You know, they're good teams and they're good programs. Uh, Q has built a, a really good program. And that comes with consistency, and as you said, the kind of recruiting and and uh, and getting to the Final Four, and and uh, you know having good, strong, winning seasons year in and year out, and that, that's when you call it uh, a really good, outstanding program, and 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 that's the appropriate tag for for Syracuse women's basketball at this point. So when you have that, speaking here with ACC Commissioner John Swafford, when you have the men's side of things you know, vying for championships and getting national respect and being in the top 25. And then you have the women's side doing the same thing. You're seeing, you know, both of them give an opportunity not just to have great games inside of the conference and in non-conference before the season starts and in some of these, you know, kind of mini tournaments, so to speak, but also when we see the national spotlight, just what it means to you as the commissioner to see the women's side of things take care of business and the men as well, and to know that you have a conference that is jam-packed full of teams that make it very difficult to play basketball from season to season. Well, that's what you want, and and, uh, it's good to see. I I think the uh, uh, high level of competitiveness and high level of play uh, in both men's and women's basketball during the regular season and in the ACC tournament uh, is what prepares our teams for the postseason and one reason they do so well uh, in the postseason. And and then you go beyond uh, men's and women's basketball and you take into consideration football and uh, Florida State and Clemson having won uh, three of the the last six national championships. and you throw in baseball with men's and women's basketball and, and Virginia winning a national championship there uh, four years ago. We're the only conference that has had the national champion in uh, football, uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, and baseball during that four-year period. And, and so uh, the other thing you like to see uh, is cons- consistency over time and, and competitiveness over time. Uh, and and we're getting that with a number of our uh, sports in the Atlantic Coast Conference, and that's what you strive for from this chair. And when we look at, you know, like you had mentioned, when it comes to football, I want to go back to a time where Dabo Sweeney took over the job at Clemson, and he had made the statement that he was going to build Clemson into something special. He was going to create something. And, you know, some people thought that he didn't have – he didn't have the the credentials to take the job. Some people laughed him off and thought he was crazy. Now everybody sees what he believed in back then. Just what you could say about that story, that Dabo used to be the guy that people thought, yeah, okay, you'll get it done, coach, whatever you say. And now he's one of the most respected, honored coaches of any sport in America. Just what you could say about you know the beginning to where he is now. Well, he, he's uh, he's a remarkable guy, and, and the job that he has done at Clemson is uh, obviously extraordinary. Uh, and you know, when 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 Dabo Dabo was not a coordinator, he was moved into the interim job in in uh, 
sort of mid-season when he when he took over, and uh, but it gave him the opportunity to uh, uh, show he could do the job. I, uh, Terry Don Phillips was the athletic director at uh, at Clemson at the time, and uh, when Terry Don decided to make a change in in mid-season, he he called me, and we had a long conversation, and he wanted to tell me what he was doing and, and who he was going to put in the interim job. And that was Dabo, of course. And uh, after after I, I, I hung up, uh, and I didn't share any but this with anybody but my wife. But I, I, I told her at dinner. I said, I can tell you right now, who's in the interim uh, isn't going to change. And the reason I said that was because uh, I could uh, I could sense and, and and hear from Terry Don that. Uh, how committed he was to Dabo and how highly he thought of Dabo and what he could become. And uh, so I, I give a lot of credit to uh, not only Dabo, but Terry Don Phillips, the AD at the time, who, who saw uh, something in Dabo that, that maybe some other people hadn't had a chance to see yet. And uh, I've always thought that the most important thing that athletic directors do, and they do a lot of important things, but the most important is hire coaches. And uh, that was obviously a, a tremendous hire uh, in giving uh, a young assistant who had not been a coordinator but was the wide receivers coach the opportunity to, to see what he could do. And, uh, and obviously he's done it. And, you know, also one of the coaches that has joined the ACC recently here in Dino Babers, you know, he had made the statement – came out to the court during a basketball game at the Carrier Dome and asked the fans to believe. He said, have faith, belief without evidence, that this team is going to be good. Have faith in us, have belief in us that we're going to get it done. And then he came onto that court three years later with with a 10-3 and record, the Camping World Bowl championship, and, you know, obviously – a lot of success in recruiting that's come from that. What can you say about what Dino Babers has done when when now here's a coach in the here and now that asked people to believe who was also laughed off, and he got to 10 wins in his third season and is obviously building from there and finished second overall when you look at all 15 schools in the AC, or 14 schools, I should say, in the ACC football. Just what you could say about what Dino has done. Well, it's it's tremendous, and, and it's tremendous not only for, for Syracuse, uh, and the state of New York in terms of college football, uh, but uh, for the Atlantic Coast Conference. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, and, and I tell people this a lot. The uh, Syracuse uh, has more wins in college football than any other uh, university in the Atlantic Coast Conference. And... Uh, a lot of people forget that, and it's nice to see that that tremendous tradition and history resurrected uh, under Dino's leadership. And uh, you know, when you when you when you watch Dino and you and and, uh, and you watch Dabo and and you see the positiveness uh, that they have about them and in, in how they approach everything. Um, there's something. There's a lot to be said for that. You know, there, there's uh, uh, there, there's a similarity there that uh, I think should be should be mentioned because uh, believing is a big part of anything. And uh, you know, 
when leaders believe something and they're able to convince others uh, of that same belief and that same vision, then that's what that's what uh, gets great results. And and certainly, uh, you know, with the year Dino had this year and, and uh, uh, how well they played Clemson as well too. Uh, you know, they're they're uh, two years ago Clemson's only loss before losing in the CFP was to Syracuse and their toughest game this year was against Syracuse. So that tells you something as well. And and finally here speaking with ACC Commissioner John Swafford. John, we're we're in the year of the ACC linear network, the ACC network that we've been talking about for a couple of years here now is going to be set to jump off on August 22nd, 2019 and then there will be a game immediately following that that will be on the ACC network with Clemson and Georgia Tech just what you could tell us about the ACC network what people should know about you know having to buy it or if it's in a pack I mean just what information you know about how fans can access this and and just kind of where it's at right now well go to uh, ACC network com and and uh, ESPN can direct you to, to doing anything you might need to do. The key is, you know, we're in great shape with the network. It's uh, it's right where it needs to be at this point in time. The uh, the early distribution uh, deals have gone uh, uh, extremely well. There's a lot more left to do in, in that regard. Um, and uh, in terms of... Uh, production uh, work, in terms of the uh, type of programming we're going to have, in terms of, of uh, scheduling, uh, in terms of talent, all of that is moving along uh, right on schedule, if not ahead of schedule. Uh, and, and I think this network is uh, is going to be uh, a huge plus for our institutions and for our conference uh, from an exposure standpoint. And our exposure is really good right now, but it's only going to get better. Uh, and from a financial standpoint, it's, it's a tremendous opportunity for us and for ESPN. Uh, so I'm expecting it to be uh, to be very successful as it evolves over the next uh, few years after its launch. Uh, in August, uh, I think it'd be great for our institutions. Uh, and the reason I really think it's going to be su- be successful uh, is, is the content that our schools provide, because we have a great conference, and and, and I think that's obvious to the world. Uh, it's going to be uh, must see uh, television if you're an ACC fan or a fan of a school in the ACC. And uh, so there's going to be great content there. And I think we have the best partner you can have in something like this in, uh, in ESPN. They're not called the uh, worldwide leader, uh, you know, for, for nothing. They, they, they've earned that uh, in terms of sports television. So uh, it, it'll be a, a very significant uh, launch, and, and uh, it's being prominently uh, marketed at this point in time, and uh, I think it'll be tremendous for for Syracuse fans, for ACC fans. That coming from Atlantic Coast Conference Commissioner John Swafford. John, as always, I appreciate the time, and I look forward to seeing you very soon for the ACC tournament as it returns to North Carolina. And God bless to you and yours. Thanks, Dan. Good to be with you.